You're listening to Empire of Rust, the world's first and only Transformers RPG podcast. Join the heroes of Icon as they defend Cybertronian civilization from the remnants of Cybertron First to Lord Starscream's egotistical leadership and beyond to the unknown threats on the other side of distant stars. Welcome back to Empire of Rust, the one and only Transformers RPG podcast. And I have got to tell all of you guys, my throat is killing me. We just came off of another game that we were playing earlier today, and my head hurts, my throat's on fire, my face hurts from smiling too much. How how does your face hurt from smiling too much? Yoshi, has your face ever hurt from smiling too much? It does. All the smiling you do every day? All the smiling I do every day. As you guys know, I'm funny. And <laughs> as you know, if you live with me, like my wife does, you don't laugh at my jokes as much. So I have to put in ten times the effort. And most of the time I crack myself up and I'm just done. <laughs> nice. See, I'm laughing now and my face is hurting again. My face is hot right now. I can actually feel like the fever on it. It's ridiculous. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Pat. Yes. Pat, Pat, Pat. We haven't talked to you at all about your character yet, have we? We have not. I don't do segues anymore. I just jump right on in. I, and you know what? I, I appreciate the, 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 the... I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> like if a segue just naturally arises, then awesome. But, you know... You don't want to just, you don't want to just swerve suddenly. Yeah, it's like, speaking of which... <laughs> My character. What? No. <laughs> we weren't talking about this at all, were we? Exactly. Uh, all right. No, take it over, Pat. We, uh, we've talked about Matt's character. We've talked about Monty. We've talked about uh, Yoshi's character, Shatter. But we haven't really talked about your character at all. So go ahead and regale us. What, a, what, a, what are you playing over here? What a, what's the fun stuff? Okay. Um, well, I guess the simple stuff is I uh, race. I am a... Kamian, uh, so that's kind of neat because like part of their, you know, racial identity is that they can, they're very uh, energy efficient, and so since I'm a weapon, that's kind of cool that I'm like, oh, I'm actually good at taking care of my own ammunition, sort of, so to speak. My class is something called an outlier. It's as close to you know, it's effectively the caster class for Transformers. Obviously. There is no magic that I'm aware of. Quote, unquote. Yeah, it's like it's pseudoscience. And uh, it's got a very interesting mechanic that I'm, I'm still trying to figure out. Like, I've, you know, like it doesn't have the same kind of like progression by level. So, like, you could be like, oh, you're really high level and you still only have first level powers. Or you could get like, I think I tracked it out and I was like, oh, you could get access to like the highest level powers, which are like six level spells effectively at level nine. And it's like, oh, like that's a like I'm still figuring out. I one of the things I do is I break systems. Like I'm like, where's the you know where are the edges, you know? Uh, <laughs> that's totally true. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just it's it's how my mind works. So that's that's fascinating, and I, I could I could definitely say that I made this character specifically for like this one shot. Because, like, if I was actually playing a character that had some longevity, I would have been done a totally different build, you know. But, you know, this is showcasing, this is the whole point. Uh, my form is Weapon Former, 
so I can turn into a weapon. And as you could, as I hope has been coming across, like when it works, it it, it kills. And like you know, like we've all seen like you know the Megatrons and the Galvatrons and the Shockwaves and that kind of stuff. But like I actually chose to be a, a melee weapon, um, and that's been it's been pretty fun. But only because I've been like lovingly held, <laughs> you know. And I thank you for that. You're only as good as your wielder, yeah. sir. That's that's true. What is steel compared to the hand that wields it? Yeah, first, uh, first outlier, or first PC outlier, and uh, first PC weapon form we've had on the network. So, it's uh, it's actually very interesting because obviously with all of these classes, there's like many builds or paths that you could go, um, and a very natural one would be something like soldier weapon former, because you can actually add all of your like skills and bonuses to your wielder, so you you just kick ass. Uh, but the fact that I'm playing someone who's terrible at that, like, you know, outliers are like, you know, they, they're awful at combat. But the powers that I've specifically chosen, like the fact that I could give it to my wielder, that's an interesting dynamic that we didn't anticipate. You know, so that's been kind of fun to explore. Nice. Well, speaking of uh, of that kind of like like big big like you know like weapon hits that's what you did at the end of the last session you had a um you and shatter had a massive massive hit so you, yeah you create a, a swarm of lie poles now we didn't really talk about it too much last session but if you remember the uh, uh the five faces of darkness series the the uh the first episodes of season three of the gen one cartoon uh, you may remember when Blur and Wheelie are on uh, Io, and those bat creatures start coming after them, uh, and they uh, uh, and after a while they they transform into these like weird little like mini bombs, and they drop down and they detonate and they destroy everything around them. That's what a light pole is, and that is what you guys were facing. And if you didn't just destroy these things so quickly. Uh, that's what they were gonna do once they uh, uh once they hit uh low hit points like ten percent of the hit points they would have transformed into little mini bombs and detonated all around you. So they're like space lemmings. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, space lemmings, splemmings. Space bees that sting you and then die. <laughs> so yeah, I'm sure all of you were wondering what happened with that big hit because we ended right when the the damage was dealt. Yes. Shattering Caliber, the two of you together, completely wipe out, on almost 100% health, uh, Swarm, you wipe it out in one, one hit. We're sorry we've questioned your role as a DM. <laughs> he does not speak for me. He's <laughs> <laughs> not sorry. Yeah. Okay, it's, it's a one shot, Pat. We're okay. <laughs> Ah, uh, space rocks fall, everyone dies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so when last we left, uh, these adventurers, heroes, question mark? I was going to say were chumps. Chumps. <laughs> <laughs> Rubes. Suckers. 
So yes, all of you were making your way across a broken, uh, kind of a broken uh, a debris field on your way over this enormous broken planet and heading to uh, a, a building, a floating building in orbit around this ruined world. And that was really the only place that you could that you could head to. Are we talking like the end of the never-ending story kind of broken? Like, is it like that kind of building? I don't actually recall what that looks like. It's like, it's actually this absolutely beautiful kind of like castle, glowing castle where, the, you know, the, the childlike empress was in. But like, because of the nothing, it effectively torn the world apart. It was just floating in space, kind of. Yeah, the the building is fairly, uh, at least from what you're seeing, it looks fairly solid, like fairly put together still. Uh, it's not like falling apart or anything, but it does look it it does look like it is just floating kind of in space over here. So the building itself doesn't look ruined, thankfully. If I haven't done it already, I release Pat so he can be a, a robot again. <laughs> no, you hold on to him for a little while, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's been uh, it's been uh, two weeks since we've played. I'm done touching him. That's what they all say. That's what they all say. I'll also disconnect the cable from Monty, so I will not be swinging him around anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> Improvised rabbit weapon. All right. You're going to continue heading. Uh, forward, you're gonna continue heading along this path. Certainly, yes. Uh, so again, most of the the gaps are fairly manageable. It's only about four or five feet or, or so, so it, it's it's not difficult or anything to to make it uh, from section to section here. Uh, if you remember, there was two sections that were a little bit harder to manage. You cleared two like larger gaps before, and you have two larger gaps uh, heading further on. Now, if I remember right, you dealt with the, the ones last time by uh, simply attaching a cable over to Monty. And, uh, Monty, how did you, uh, how'd you approach this? How did you... I just flew it over and attached it somewhere. I think, if I remember correctly. Yep, sounds about right. Uh, so... I'm assuming that that's what you're going to be doing for the the next couple of uh, gaps as well. You have a 20 foot gap coming up to uh, to clear, so that one's no problem. Uh, the only one that's still a little bit uh, iffy is the uh, the last big gap before you get close to the uh, the building you're heading towards, and that was a 50 foot gap. Uh, do you have enough cable to make that uh, to make that gap? If I remember correctly, um, forgive me, I don't remember your name, the, to the tow truck, um, has like 180 or something like that. Yeah, scrap heap. I have a 300-foot cable line on my winch in my truck mode. It's kind of important now. Maybe we can remember scrap heap's name. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the least respect we can give him at this point. <laughs> so, you, so, you keep, so you keep your winch on a long leash, it sounds like. <laughs> uh, actually, I believe I just said it so everyone could see everyone's uh, nameplates. Caliber. Oh, look at that. oh, there we it's, are. It's Caliber, tenth of my name. <laughs> it's, it's often it's often mistranslated though. Like the humans, the humans didn't get it. So yeah, with the uh, with three hundred feet of cable, that is more than enough to to take care of that. So. Uh, Scrap Heap, you transform into your uh, tow truck mode. 
and I'm sure someone hooks up the cable to Monty and you fly it over. This is such just a silly thing. Like, you know, I mean, there's like these big gravity rocks floating around and this is like in your tow truck and we're using literally winches just to like go from like ask, you know, rock to rock. Like that's, just, that's goofy. <laughs> <laughs> just like an episode of G1, huh? When in Rome. <laughs> hey, you know what? You guys could have tried making like actual jumps across this. I had DC set for it, but. <laughs> I can fly. You I went, don't need that. You went with the safer method. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, that's, uh, sa- save all our good rolls for combat. I was going to say, that's what I do in re- the real world, so I'm just going to condition to do that. I'm like, could I jump out the third story window, or could I use the stairs? Mm. <laughs> you know, uh, I think I'll use the stairs today. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow, you know? Keep your options open. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow's another day. As you approach the structure, you look down onto the ruined planet to see something moving over it. It looks like that. Oh, it's like a metal boule. That's big. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, you don't even know how big. It's a vast mechanical creature the size of a small moon crawling over the surface of the world. Oh, those are mountains. It looks to be eating the remnants of the planet and secreting out the crystalline substance that's holding the world together like an enormous spider. That's a thing. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I have no words. Um, can I... Can I try, Do I have any cultural reference for this? Can I make a... Can I make a check to... You can go ahead and make a mysticism check if you'd like. Uh, clearly, it's it's a world webber. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Uh, natural twenty on mysticism. Uh, that is a thirty-one. It's a world webber. All right. <laughs> I made no one. I got a six. I was rolling for myself because that's actually the thing. The, the reason I'm in the party. Fair enough. Uh, Charles, you weren't art, you weren't eating or anything, were you? No, I mean, I, I, I didn't, I didn't even get a chance to roll. So, <laughs> I, I defer, I defer to uh, Caliber's thirty-one. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. DC was a thirty-three. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> DC was the range of twenty-eight to twenty-nine. <laughs> oh, I overshot uh, it. I hate that. You overthought it. Yeah. Too much overthinking. All like right. Oh man, that'd be awesome. <laughs> With a 31, you, you definitely have heard of, of things like this. Uh, and this this kind of creature is really only spoken about in myths and legends. It's it's never never has one been seen in real life. So this is this is a first for everyone. First for you, definitely. Recording. Video or it didn't happen. Can we, right? can we take yeah, <laughs> digital can we we're all our our optics are all equipped with like internal camera and video sensors, right? Can we just snap some pics? <laughs> uh, as long as you bought a camera, sure. Oh. Yeah, it's right, it's, right next to my, okay. it's right next to my flashlight. So this is in, uh, an ancient creature called the Mouth of Mortillus. Oh. It lives... Uh, it's a creature that lives beneath the surface of worlds and eats through the metal of the planet. So like ore deposits and stuff like that. It will consume them until the 
it'll consume all the metal within the planet until it starts losing its structural integrity and the planet itself just starts to break up. Oh, so it is like a, it's like it's a boule. That's amazing. Yeah, and it looks like one too. That's funny. So Mort- Mortillus is, is is that the god of death for Transformers, if I recall correctly? Yes, that is. Uh, so he is one of the guiding hand, the five original uh, Transformers, who from whom all Transformers were sprung, born, whatever. That's the according to some myths and legends. So Primus was the first uh, Transformer, and his his guiding hand was Mortillus. Uh, Epistus, uh, Adaptus, and uh, Solemnus. So, Epistus was the god of knowledge, Solemnus, god of of wisdom, and Adaptus was the god of transformation. And he was the... Mortillus was the the bringer of death to, uh, you know, continue the cycle of life, of life. Does he have like a, a positive aspect as well? Like, is he also like rebirth and renewal, and or is he just is he just death? He was, but according to legend, he became corrupted and betrayed the other four of the guiding hand, and that's why he's no longer uh, considered. He's no longer revered because he he became obsessed with death and and wanting and wanting to destroy the entire universe, and so the other four of the guiding hand had to they had to destroy him and in their ensuing battle the uh one of the one of cybertron's moons was destroyed and then the other four uh, were critically wounded where primus uh, primus's uh body was destroyed and he basically had to be integrated into the the core of cybertron and became vector sigma and oh. solomus became uh solomus became the matrix of wisdom Adaptus became the first transformation cog, and then his design was patterned on all future Transformers. And uh, Epistus uh, was the reduced to nothing but a brain module, and his brain module design was what was all all other future Transformers were based on. Is the uh, the the second to the last one? Is that the 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 thing that makes combiners? The trans no the, uh, uh, the transformation Epistus. Epis- the transformation cog is what every transformer has that allows them to transform. So there's also a thing called Rossum's Trinity, where Rossum was a scientist who, who coined this thing where the the spark, the brain module, and the transformation cog are the three core components of every transformer. And if you destroy one, that that injures the other two and can potentially kill the transformer. So those those three components are what a transformer needs to live, and if you destroy any one of them, they can die. But that's not totally true because you can't transformers can remove their transformation cogs without killing themselves uh that actually is what happened to me mine mine was damaged um while i was on earth so i was stuck in my alt form for centuries but really yeah you've been to earth yeah we we discussed this last time (laughs) 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 It's, it's okay yeah, I was I was like I was like you know stuck underground and jeez oh, what was her name this one lady that kept like giving me to people I don't know she was oh uh, <laughs> okay caliber huh caliber yeah t- um, ten, tenth of my name 
Uh, I still think I still think that you're not no basis of a system of government. <laughs> hey, I'm just a gavel. You know, I'm not the I'm not the judge. <laughs> but yeah, no, I was like my transformation cog was damaged and stuck in this rock for a little while. <laughs> hey, Mike, idea. can I make an observation? Go for it. So I'm looking at this planet or this moon-sized thing walking across a planet. Oh, you mm-hmm. want to get relevant again? <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is this is this thing like? Is, does he appear sloth-like, and we can we could travel unimpeded, or does he seem limber and quick like a bunny, and we should be fearing for our lives? I'm moving a little bit on the slower side. It's also massive too. So even if you stood on it, you probably would. Like, it probably wouldn't even notice you. Uh, when I say the okay. size of a small moon, like think of like the size of like Phobos or Deimos. Uh, like these are, are are planets that are you know effectively. I forget the exact size, but I think like one is like six miles around, the other is like twelve miles around or something. It's like mm-hmm. that size. So it, it's, like it's the, the size of Leviathan, basically. Yeah, yeah. How big? was Unicron. Was he like hundreds of miles or was he just like a couple of miles? It depends on the fiction you're reading. Right. I guess what's the, the shot in the movie too. Which yeah, what's the, too. what's the consensus? Because like... Well, I mean, he was he was planet-sized, so I mean, bigger than a moon, I would say. At, at least as big as Cybertron. Because I remember like he, he ate that like that one planet in the beginning of the movie and he was like, oh, he was like as big as he was bigger than it. But then when he's fighting alongside yeah. Cybertron, like he was much smaller than Cybertron. But like if he was standing on it, you're like, oh, he's like the little prince, you know, he ate both of Cybertron's moons. Right. But they're they're moons, you know. See, I always kind of imagine Unicron as a, uh, a like a fairly small planet, like not this like giant like monstrosity, like like a Saturn or anything. Like I would imagine him smaller than Earth, like maybe the size of like Earth's moon or something like that. Maybe even a little bit smaller. Mars, perhaps. Maybe. I mean, still frigging massive, but. <laughs> you guys need to keep in mind, you know, the most recent version of Unicron we've seen sits on Charles's file cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> so Charles no is moon. way bigger than he looks. Yeah, <laughs> that's no moon. That's a filing cabinet. Yeah, the camera takes off several million metric tons. <laughs> yeah, you look good uh, for a anyway. planetary body. <laughs> and your planetary body good looks out. good too. But <laughs> all right. Anyway. All right, so that is what you you see uh, when you look down on the planet. Now it it's it's far enough away that you don't think it's going to like jump up at you and bite you or anything, or just chomp you down in one in one thing. Would it even notice us? We're like ants to it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you could stand on its back, and it, you would it would probably never notice you. But this is what you're seeing, kind of like like roaming across the the remnants of this planet. I guess we just gotta hope that we're really really far away from Cybertron. We're not we're not headed to this planet though. We're headed to the floating castle thing, right? Right. right. Is there okay. only one of these things? Is this like or is it like kind of like a spawn of Robogug sort of situation? Yeah, you only you're only seeing one. Okay. Oh you talk oh you're talking like about in, like, in like myth, whether in mythology, yeah. Like is it like oh there's the four planet eaters and you're like, Oh, okay, well here's here's one of them or is it just like this is the one? Uh there could be many. 
Okay. I mean, there could be several hundred in the course of like over the course of the galaxy, but Jesus. I mean, you can go your entire life without ever seeing one because they're right. they're not common. Are we unwittingly on one at the moment? Oh, that's an interesting question. Goddamn right it is, and it needs to be answered, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a life science check. Uh, let me aid you. Yeah, you're gonna have to aid me, <laughs> like all the way from the roll to the end. Here. <laughs> I got a twenty-nine. So what's that? Plus four. Plus so four. I, I have a thirteen, so I add plus two. Nineteen plus two. Plus I'm ten plus nothing. Plus ten to, or plus eight total. So eighteen. Um, it doesn't look like what you're walking on is alive. There's one way to find out. I'm going to transform again. I don't want you to stab me into the ground. I've done this whole <laughs> being stuck in rocks thing. I do it pretty good. <laughs> All right. I take you in my hands. <laughs> you don't want to just say, is there a bomb over here? <laughs> <laughs> Are you alive? You no. <laughs> we, 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 we just go off the motion. So I hold the sword with one arm in the air, and I scream, I have the power, and then I slam it into the ground with pointy end first. <laughs> good, uh, good, good distinction. Uh, Thank you, Galibur. You go straight into the ground, almost all the way up to your hilt. Ah, oh, that feels good. And the planet goes ow, yeah. <laughs> ouch, <laughs> and nothing happens. Okay. And we find the Holy Grail. <laughs> Do I get cool points for any of that? Oh yeah, totally. No, but you are king so, now. So it's funny. Uh, <laughs> so Merlin's symbol is actually a gray skull. So that's actually wonderful because you know you just you just power of gray skull. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, that's our move. That's yeah. our that's our that's what we'll call our move is gray skull. I was actually I, I had this I had this thought before we started playing. I was just going to be like, oh, actually, like the nature, like my power actually doesn't work unless you say that, and like and I would actually make you say it and then just not use my power until you did. Obviously, wow. completely untrue. But see, we've got the same mind. <laughs> yeah. We're good. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. Down the path, this uh, the building is getting closer. Uh, this large building looms over you like a living entity. Uh, the entrance is set back into the side while the building reaches over you like a pair of vast arms reaching out to grasp you. You approach the doors, and they slide open from the center to admit you, like the iris of some great eye or the, the valve of some enormous circulatory system. Uh, it is dark inside, but there is a little bit of light kind of like spilling in from the exterior. Uh, you guys uh, head on in. Uh, I would like to make uh, some perception Shine checks a flashlight first. in there first. Yeah. Some perception <laughs> first. Did uh, we go ahead. do anything to open the doors? Or did they just, did they just open on their own? They just opened up on their own. Yeah, I hate that. I don't think we're surprising anyone. Uh, 25. I have a 22 perception. You're looking into uh, the building here, and all you're seeing right now is is just kind of walls going off into the distance. Uh, it, you're you're entering what appears to be kind of like a hauled entryway, or I'm sorry, a pillared entry, pillared entryway. You can see a couple of pillars kind of off in the distance, but uh, your light doesn't really penetrate too far into the the darkness. Uh, but you can see that there's nothing, there's no immediate threats in front of you. Are there any, uh, like, control panels near the door or anything? Like something we could manipulate to make sure this stays open? Nope. 
nothing. Is this actually technological, or is it more like just stone? Uh, it's a mix. You can see that the walls are clearly metal, but there is like sections of stone kind of interspersed throughout. So it looks like what, uh, wherever this was built, it was built directly into the the stone, uh, partially like carved out and then partially built up. Any symbols or anything right on the wall inscribed on the walls? Uh, nothing that you're seeing right away. No. This is Zed's house. Zed's dead. What happens if I try to step back? Out through the iris. Well, you haven't stepped in yet, so oh, nothing. Okay, never mind. <laughs> if you want I to will, step in, you're I will welcome step to. In. You'll step in. I'll go in. Caliber, Monty, you two have stepped in. Shatter, Scrap Heap. After you, Shatter. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll proceed on foot. All right. Shatter, you go in. Scrap Heap, you're turning around, heading back, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, if if. If I see my comrades have no ill effects, I will step in as well. Yeah, no, nothing. This is another fine mess you've gotten me into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing seems to be happening or anything. So it, it they step over the doorway or the, over the threshold, and they're still there. You can see them fine. Fear benefits a bot, nothing. <laughs> All right, let's get this over with. All right. We go in. Okay, we're now inside this thing? Now you are, yep. Uh, So you step inside, and once the last of you steps in, the door slides closed, leaving you in pitch black. Uh, I imagine most of you have some lights kind of built in, either to your alt mode or into your uh, just having lights that you can use. Uh, And you activate all your lights... Uh, but they don't shine as far as you expect. Uh, like the inky darkness kind of clings to you as your as the shine from your lights just uh, just doesn't go very far into the the darkness. And I am gonna move all of you onto a new map. Oh my God! Did you figure out a way how to do perspective-based light in this thing? Yep. Oh my yep. God! This is so sexy. Dynamic lighting. This should happen years ago. This is so good. I see there, so it looks like there are two paths to the left and the right. Or is that a pillar in front of us? I think that's a pillar. You think it's a pillar, yeah. Oh, okay. Love this so much. (laughs) Yeah, this is really cool. Is there anything written on the pillars, like this way to the restroom, this way to aisle nine for VCRs or something? (laughs) Nope. (laughs) No, there is not. The last time I saw a pillar, I was wielded by this guy named Storm Shadow, and he just cut that thing down. (laughs) (laughs) when did did you get your cog fixed caliber (laughs) recently (laughs) Uh, whomever wants to can make a uh, physical science or mysticism check Uh, I will do a physical science check I will do mysticism I have a plus 12 Go for I will it. aid physical science. I got a 22 for physical science. Plus 2 for physical science. 24. And I have a 31. Mysticism. Damn. Damn. Okay. Uh, physical science first over here. Uh, the darkness that's present in this space is... is it's physical. It's like a physical presence. You move your hand through, and you can actually feel like slight resistance in the air. So you think that the darkness is being created by something. It's like a physical, like, uh, it's like nanobots kind of like, like throughout the, the, the space. 
that is the reason you think that your light and your your senses are just not penetrating into the darkness as much as they should. Mm-hmm. There are s- secret wisdoms that I gleaned when I was stuck in those caves back on Earth. Like the difference between darkness and shadow. You know, darkness is just the absence of light, but shadow is a relationship. And Caliber, you know, or you've at least figured out from from everything that's going on here, this is not natural. This is was created by someone. Yeah, the, that 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 creepy feeling that you're feeling is is good. That means you're you're still alive. So. Mm-hmm. So if we've got if we've got nanobots floating through the air creating this darkness, is this could it could this be some form of like scraplet shit that we're gonna get fucked up with? Uh, Scrappy will uh, will tell you that he he doesn't think it's a uh, like a a like a virus or like a uh, like an eating you kind of kind of thing. Uh, it's it's more akin to like floating particles that are yeah. like absorbing light. Like a smoke, screen, like an animate smoke screen. A little bit, yeah. Would these nanobots be susceptible to uh, something disruptive, like an EMP grenade? Mm, possibly, but even say. if it, even if it was, it would do it for the area of the grenade. And there's if it this if this whole building is full of this stuff, it would simply flow back in. Okay, I got a question. I got one question before you try anything. Yep. If I were to get in a fight with Scrap Heap right now, would my attacks be hindered by this mist? You don't think so. Okay. You can feel the resistance, but it's it's like it feels like an awful like strong wind. It's not going to stop you from punching him. Well, not Scrap Heap. Uh, you, would, you wouldn't get in a fight with Scrap Heap. It'd be Monty, of course, right? Right. Sure. Uh, so I'm actually I've, I've never played in a game where I can say this statement in real without a joke, but like. I'm going to attack the darkness <laughs> with my gravity gun. I want to see if gravity has any effect on this. I pull out my shield and just huddle behind it. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah, give it a shot. I back up behind Shatter. <laughs> uh, what's my dexterity? Little flowers here. I lean back. I'm like, you smell good, Charles. <laughs> An 18. Yeah, it's more than enough. You shoot your weapon forward. Uh, what's the range on the weapon? Uh, 60 feet. It almost looks like it creates like a, a wake within the, the, the darkness. Uh, but just like uh, pushing sand aside, you it pushes aside for a second or two, and then the, uh, the, the particles kind of slide in from the sides to, to uh, fill, to fill in. in. Interesting. Yep. Okay, well... Well, now that you're up here with me, Monty, can you see that what appears to be a door on the left? Yes. There's one on the right, too, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, you guys can kind of move forward a little bit if you want. I'll give you a quick description of, uh, of this. Uh, so as you are walking through the space, your lights going from side to side, uh, you can kind of get a sense of the, the shape of this entryway. Uh, the antechamber is a rectangular room with a row of columns down the middle. Uh, it seems to be a mixture of stone and metal. To the left is a door that is cracked open a tiny bit. To the right is a door that is closed. 
Straight ahead is a larger door that appears to be closed, which is very similar to the uh, the iris-shaped door from the entryway. Uh, what do you want to do? Let's, uh, let's, well, actually we can stick with uh, the, the order I have over here in the turn order, and I'll just kind of start from the top and go down. Uh, Caliber, what would, uh, what would you like to do? In, in as much as you can just try to do stuff like this, I'm, when the darkness, like, envelops me, I'm going to try to communicate with it. Like, part of my, like, one of my abilities is I inject nanobots, so, like, I'm just curious, like, if maybe there's some sort of relationship that I can, you know, glean from you know, that sort of interaction. I have no idea how that would work. Mysticism. Yeah, let's do a mysticism check. It makes a... It seems to fit for it. That's as good as it's gonna get. Nah. So that's a 4 plus 11, so 15. Yeah, well, you're nat 20 this time, right? Nope. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you, you attempt to inject some nanobots into, like, the darkness around you. Maybe you kind of gather it all, like, together a little bit to maybe see if you can get a bit of, a, like, a denser section to inject into it. Uh, and you in, inject them in and try to communicate with it. Uh, and what you get back is concerning... You hear chanting, like a very, like, like a very low chanting, like, like a no, 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 no. It's it's hard to make out words specifically, but you you kind of get the sense of like they're as you're thinking about it, you get the sense of of kind of 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 death, of decay, of I heard nom 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 in what you just said, just so you know. And that's that's yeah. that's pretty terrifying. Especially considering what you just saw down the planet there, right? Shatter, what uh, what do you want to do over here? It looks like a caliber is is like talking to the darkness. It, it's just it looks just bizarre. Caliber tenth in his name um, <laughs> did a mysticism check and heard the nanotes talking about shit. Do I just? You know, these doors, some are open, some are not, some are cracked. We're a little further in. Do we hear anything just in general? Anything that's different? Anything that it's like, oh, maybe we should go to this door as opposed to that door? Uh, go ahead and make a uh, make a perception check. Ooh, a nine plus six is 15? 15, all right. Uh, well, you, you listen carefully and... It, it does seem like the the density of, of this kind of darkness really is uh, kind of minimizing sound passing through it because it, it is like a physical particle. So it, even when you're you're hearing your friends talk here, uh, like even they're muffled a tiny bit. So you're not hearing anything from the right or forward, but you are picking up a very very slight uh, like an electrical hum from the left uh, in the uh, the the cracked door. I rush towards danger. I don't know if uh, <laughs> I don't know how much of this you're going to let me go until you move on to the next person. But we'll do like one or two actions. The first thought that came into my mind is that's a generator room for some reason. If I look at the ceiling, is there lighting there that's just not on uh, in the uh, the antechamber here or in the next room? <clears throat> the antechamber. Uh, it's difficult to tell because it's so dark, but you don't see any like obvious light fixtures or or panels or anything. Black lights. Right. Can I? Can I? Can, again, <laughs> yeah, stop right now. I've gone too far. 
<laughs> Can I put my ear or lean against this cracked door and determine anything? Uh, sure. So you, you put your audio receptors up to the door. Uh, nothing nothing new, but the, the, the electrical hum does sound a bit more, more pronounced now. All right. I share what I have determined with everybody else. Sounds good. All right. Uh, let's jump on to Scrap Heap. So um, do I think that these particles might cause us any physical danger like should i be thinking about like are are they going into inside our systems or, or are they not penetrating our our bodily structures you think that if there was any damage it's already done because like these are, are tiny little particles and it they will find their way into any little gap so uh if they found their way into your systems uh they're already there now, if you want to, you can go ahead and do a um, do, do, do a medicine check and just do a quick self-diagnostic, see if there's any uh, ill effects to it. But I have Picotech armor. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> well, I have Picotech okay. armor. <laughs> uh, I am going to do a medicine check then. Yeah, I hope you would. I, I gave you the suggestion. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All I want to know is that I could find out. <laughs> Nineteen. Nineteen uh, self-diagnostic. Uh, all your systems are coming back green. All looks good. Okay. Um, can I do another action? Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? I want to walk up to the door at the end of the room and see if the if it automatically opens like the previous door did uh sure it's just the back door <laughs> uh yeah so you walk up there and the uh the door opens up so it it opens just like the uh the front door did give me a perception check okay I ro- I rolled a nineteen plus eight is twenty seven. Twenty seven. All right. Uh, what do we got here? What do we got here? So off in the distance, uh, you see two figures kneeling down uh, on the ground. Probably it, it, it's really like that close to the edge of your your sight. Probably a good thirty to forty feet forward. Uh, but you can definitely see the outline of two figures in this space. Uh, they're not moving? Uh, they are not moving, no. Uh, I will say uh, we've... I think we've got company further down the chamber. I, I mean, I don't know if we want to <laughs> approach them, but I'm just letting you everyone know there's, there's, we're not alone in here. I need you to make a very important stealth check. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, okay, here we go. 16. 16. All right, let's see what we got here. Ooh, uh, you might be okay. I rolled a four. <laughs> uh, the two figures in front are not moving. It doesn't seem like they've heard you or heard the door open. Okay, um... I want to back away and hope that the door will close <laughs> right now. <laughs> you slowly back up, and yes, the uh, the door closes 
back in the center. Very quietly, right? <laughs> yes. Very quietly. <laughs> very quietly, <laughs> yes. yes. All right, Monty. has discovered uh, supermarket technology. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Monty, you are up. What do you want to do? Do you guys want me to try to scout to see what's in there, or do you want to check out the side doors first? Let's check out the side doors. As the human meat shield, I'll, I'll go first if anybody wants me to. My instinct was to go towards the, the humming side door, but now that we've actually seen things, I don't know, things are more interesting to me than sounds. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a crack in the door. I was going to peek through to see if I could right. see in there. Go for it. You're not trying to open the door, you're just peeking through? You said there was gaps so peeking. Yep. No, that, I'm just making certain you're not pushing the door open, you're just... Looking through the game. Just want to know who's getting dressed on the other side of the door. Shatter, <laughs> shatter, hold me. <laughs> Monty, I want you to go ahead and make a perception check for me, please. Fourteen. Oh, that's not a great perception check at all. Yeah, I only got half of the scouting, the stealth. Stupid Monty. <laughs> stupid. Yeah, stupid. Yeah, this is bizarre worth shit, you know. <laughs> It's <laughs> not a bad modifier, but I always seem to get low on it. Typical Decepticon fucking up his perception check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bring your bring your leg over here. <laughs> uh, all right, you see something glowing in the middle of the room. Uh, unfortunately, the rest of the room is too dark for you to really see anything, but you do hear that same electronic hum that uh, Shadow is that you? Yeah, that Shadow had a. Uh, had found. I do have low light vision to, to which will double the length I can see in whatever light. But I probably not good enough. Alright, there's a glowing thing in there. Guys. Go ahead and make a life science check. Oh boy. Can you do that? Um <laughs> theoretically. I am trained. <laughs> 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 Looks like a glowy light. <laughs> All right, so uh, glowy thing. Not much to base decisions on. Or someone was muttering so much about Decepticons over there that it was hard to concentrate. Let's just take a quick vote then. What uh, What do you guys want to do? Do you want to head into the... Uh... Kick Monty into the room? <laughs> of course. Uh, do you want to go into the room with the cracked door? Or do you want to head uh, straight into the, the, the next like, main area? Or do you want to explore what's behind closed door number two? Behind you. Cracked door. Let's find the shiny. Cracked door. Cracked door. Uh, again, my shield is out. I'm happy for everyone to get behind me and... Uh... Watch me take the brunt of this. Are you willing to take 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 me? He opens up his hand. <laughs> I jump in. <laughs> Dual wielding here, sword and board, huh? That's right. All right, here you go. Let me go ahead and open that door for you so you can see a little bit Ooh. into the space. Monty, you see that light that you had spied from uh, through the, the gap on there. Uh, and all of you can, can very plainly see that there is... Uh, some kind of like a, uh, uh, I want to describe this. It's, it's a, it's a four foot tall rack containing three sparks. Just floating there? Uh, it, they're attached to the, like the, the life support mechanisms of it, but they are disembodied sparks just like on this device. Ooh. Is that where the humming is coming from? 
Uh, yes. What color are they? Uh, they are the uh, they are blue. They're the the normal colors. This is a theme for these guys. That's disturbing. Did somebody use a label maker and put the name of who the sparks belong to? <laughs> nope, you haven't seen any of that. Uh, so when you guys go in, this room appears to be a laboratory or a workshop of some kind. Uh, in the center of the room is a four-foot-tall rack containing three sparks attached to some kind of life support mechanism. Shards of the crystals have been inserted through them and are protruding through the other side. Wait, is, is a spark Those... a physical thing? I always just thought it was like, like electricity or something. It's like a condensed energy field, but it's not it's not solid. Like it, you can't just like hold it in your hand kind of thing. Uh, it, it does require a casing of some kind because it is energy. It's energon. It, it's it's ephemeral. So the fact that a physical object is piercing them is, you know, nightmare. It, it's horrifying. Yeah. Okay. okay yeah. Great. These are these are the the, the weirdo crystals we've we've. Rec- encountered before the dead universe crystals yep uh this they look like the same ones that you guys found in the catacombs on cybertron and it looks like the same ones that are are like uh, all throughout this uh this area the the things that that big mouth of mortalis is uh secreting yikes remember when i had that you guys fought that thing that was like an elemental that had been like surgically altered and you're like wait how is that even possible and it's like oh god Something is torturing an elemental. It's like, oh, that should be possible. All right, I'm going to suggest that Scrap Heap uh, stay by the door in case somebody comes through, and Monty stay by the stairs in case somebody comes through. Or I'll stay by the stairs. Yeah, you just, just stay by the stairs. I'll look around. Yeah, sorry, that was, that was uh, <laughs> premature of me. You might need me to investigate this workshop because I could probably figure out what it is. Maybe. I think I have to let go of Caliber. Uh, are those windows on the top? Uh, yeah, those actually are windows. Is it raining? Take a peek outside the windows. See what's out there. I take a look out the window, and you can see down onto the, the planet a little bit. So, yeah. Uh, it's You're seeing out into space. Uh, it's it's the, the same kind of view that you had as you were heading towards the 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 building here. All right. Are the 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 spark in the center of the room the the spark containment units are the do those look like they are portable or are they pretty much like bolted to the ground like if you if I tried to remove them they would it would probably destroy the sparks. Uh, give me a medicine check, please. Twenty seven. Twenty seven. Yeah, it, it it feels like the power to this device is kind of built into the the building, and if you just yank it out, uh, it's it's going to lose power and the sparks will. Uh, eventually die. Uh, they'll stay alive for a little while, but not a very long time. Can I okay. try to commune with the sparks? Does it work that way? Like, is the sparks not the soul, right? Effectively, it is. It so, is? So, yeah. If you want to go ahead and roll up some mysticism, sure. Yeah. Because I have a feeling this is going to be one of those, like, oh, these things have been tortured for a really long time, and they're just going to be like, kill us! Kill us! You know. God um, damn, that was frightening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's a 23. Uh, I imagine you kind of, like, like place your hand over near the spark and, and try to 
to see if you can like hear its thoughts or, or try to connect with it on some level. Yeah. And uh, much like you you expect, the 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 thoughts that you are getting are very jumbled and very incoherent. Uh, it does feel like that that these sparks have been here for for uh, for a long time, uh, easily maybe a couple of years or so, and probably had this uh, uh, this like this crystal implanted in it or implanted in them um, for quite a while. You think that if you're able to to like separate it out and um, and maybe reunite it with a body of some kind, it might mm, might not be too great. Like just you're you're not convinced that that they're sane at yeah, this point. Say, at this point, being, they need to be. They just need to be released, not saved. Okay, yeah, that, that was actually uh, yeah, that was my yeah. instinct. So, is there any way to, to? Would I be able to remove the crystals from the sparks safely? Yeah. You think you can give it a try? I don't One think more so. medicine check, please. I was gonna say I don't think safety is really a concern right now. Can I investigate the rest of the of the? room or workshop look for clues as to what was going on here what kind of experiments were going on here certainly uh it looks like this entire room is dedicated to spark extraction there are tools on on tables and on shelves that uh will will help you get like the spark out of a uh, a being as safely as possible without damaging it uh and a lot of the devices on here seem to be geared towards extraction and preservation of the spark preservation for what end you don't know <laughs> super cool i'm gonna fold my arms across my chest to protect my spark. Um, <laughs> i'm gonna reach into Avenue. one of the crystals and just rip it out of the spark okay like these if these things are are tortured entities they, they their souls need to be set to rest so uh you go Scrap ahead and you is gonna intervene i do, wait a minute wait before you do that hold on <laughs> Uh, Hold right. on. Okay, so we got one person doing it, one person intervening. Go ahead and roll initiative, you two. See who gets it done first. Come on, Charles. <sighs> uh, four. <laughs> uh, I have a ten. No! I mean, you can say no, but, like, my, my righteous is... Is righteous indignation. Caliber, you go ahead and you put your hand on... I grab a hold of one of the the crystals. Mm-hmm. You yank the thing straight up, and we'll see you next time. Oh, you son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to this Empire of Rust special. As always, Empire of Rust was conceived, written, and GM'd by Michael Ordway. Patrick Finn played the living weapon Caliber. Decepticon Vorpal Bunny Monty was played by Matthew G. Yusuf Tanha, better known as Yoshi, was the Autobot powerhouse Shatter. And yours truly, Charles, a.k.a. Big C, was that lovable junkion Scrap Heap. For more adventures with Shatter, check out Yoshi's G1-themed project, Transformers Reanimated, at transformersreanimated.com. Empire of Rust is part of the Transmissions Podcast Network. For all the latest news in the Transformers multiverse... Listen to the Transmissions Podcast at transmissionspodcast.com.